always I always freeze up whenever we turn the No, I turned my phone on silent though. I did too. I didn't, I didn't rookie it this time. <laughs> but yeah, whenever we turn the mics on, I'm just like, uh, how do we start? We say, welcome back. We've got some hey, every- pretty cool news. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome back to Garage Therapy. Um it's gonna I might get a little feisty today. We'll see. Just gotta get some stuff out of my system. No, this was supposed to just be like, hey, we've got some pretty awesome news. Well that well, too, not news, but, but- I kind of want to talk like so I'm I fly out to Texas to appear on a podcast this weekend and I'm really excited about it. You should be. However, comma, I'm a bit of a feisty person and what? have my opinions. <laughs> and this is I'm going on there kind of with a different perspective than what most people who go on this podcast have. And I've talked to the host or any podcast. <laughs> That's very true. So it's it's a frontline first responders military geared podcast, um, kind of bringing awareness to trauma and that sort of shit. Now, most of the podcasts that go like that, it's the same old, same old story, right? You have the guys come on, they tell their war story, they tell their story of how this happened, this happened. It's the same exact story, fucking over and over and over again. And I'm not saying that to like take away from the things that you guys have gone through in combat and in front being a frontline person but like that's not doing any good it's just everybody telling the same exact story from over and over and over again but what my angle is well what are you doing about it now how are you challenging yourself how are you going to change not change but heal quote from this trauma and i'm a little bit feisty So I have my like anxiety about it and I've talked to the host many, many times and he's super cool about it and he's super pumped and he's like, this is exactly what we need. Your energy is good. Like you're going to come out here and just, it's going to be good. However, for their listeners, I'm like, people are going to hear me and go, God, this girl's a bitch. What the hell? (laughs) And I was talking to my best friend about it and he's also a Marine and as he, he had some, you had concerns you, and I had, and he had some concerns. And one of his biggest concerns was like, I don't know if these alpha type dudes can handle you. <laughs> and handle an alpha female. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if you can't handle an alpha female, are you really an alpha male? Like if you can oh. dish it, but you can't take it. Ouch. That's the first time you said that even to me. You know, we, can, we can't, we can't handle it. You can't. <laughs> And I was, as I was talking to AJ about it, he was like, you sit, you talk about things that people don't really want to out in about. the open. They don't want people knowing that that's what's going on and you yeah. make people uncomfortable. I know from experience, dude. Yeah. And you and I had this conversation as well. When he and I were talking, he's just like, you're going to piss these people off because they haven't known you for 10 years. Like I've known you or like Jim's known you or like your guys have known you. So you piss us off and you call us out on our shit. We but we also talk to you for a month. Yeah. But we also come back around and we understand, fuck, she was right. Or her perspective actually makes sense sometimes. And sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> sometimes you get told to F off and that's where it stays for six months. But that's exactly why we need to have these conversations. It's, it, it's because it's the shit that no one wants to talk about that I'm going to get out there and kind of hammer out. And so it is going to put a lot of people off potentially, but it might also wake a lot of people up. It's going to be that solid right hook. 
<laughs> on someone else's podcast. I'm excited about it. I'm excited for you. But I'm also well pre- well prepared to never be invited back. <laughs> yeah. I'm well aware that I need to be delicate, that I'm talking to people who oh, aren't aware of... Delicate's a great word. Aren't aware of who I am and my intent. But I also do have to be hard because the more you tiptoe around this shit... And I'm talking the uglier sides of PTSD, the uglier sides of... Tiptoe... Wait. Tiptoe through the tulips. Tiptoe through the tulips. You know, when you're talking about the rage that goes on, the the alcoholism, the drunken nights, and you have all these military... You say stupid shit. You do stupid shit. Yeah, you get so dumb. And no one wants to own up on... Talking about me, I guess. Not just you. You know it's not just you. Oh, I know. But I'm just... But it's out there. It's one of those things that it's kind of hush hush. And especially in the military community, we really keep it like tight lipped. Well, there's like in that community that it's not a problem. That's just part of the job. Like, oh, yeah, your your wife just gets to take on your lashing. But we don't we don't own that outside of our community. Right. That's the the angle I'm going to go at is like we're exposing it all. We're ripping the bandaid off. And we're actually going to address the wound rather than just keep putting this Band-Aid on it. And another part of my chip on my shoulder, if you will, toward these alpha males in the military who are being the voices for the military is that a lot of them are perpetuating the problems with this shoot em up, fuck bitches, drink whiskey, do all this bullshit. American flag shorts. Yeah, y'all know that that's what's making these people lose their fucking shit at home, right? You know that that's what's making you motherfuckers punch holes in walls, put guns to your heads, and fuck shit up. So, yeah, you can have this hard-ass, I'm a, yeah, we drink whiskey, we do this, blah, 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 mentality. I told you I'm feisty. I know you're But that's causing, that's making the problem worse, because all these guys are like, oh, it's just the military culture. Well, you need to break fucking free of that if you're actually going to change your behavior and stop doing the dumb shit that you don't want to admit you're doing. Yeah. I mean, do you want to talk about it now or do you want to wait till this weekend when you record a podcast with people that you're kind of somewhat talking about? Okay, well. No, no, he's a little bit, this one's a little bit different. They are trying to kind of Right. And See I, the I, the more emotional side of it. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I tried to bring it back in, but Yeah, but I'm but I'm also I don't want to fuck around, right? Like I'm okay, I have to stop saying the F word so much. But Yeah, effing what? <laughs> now who says the F word more? That's my fault. No, it's not. It's life. I have to come out here and I can't be have this timid ass voice about it. I can't be like, Well, you know, we have to excuse us. It's like, no, get your fucking shit together. Let's talk about the real issues. Get do you help. guys actually want to help veterans or do you just want to toot your own horn and compare dick sizes on who went through more trauma? What do you want to do? What's your intent here? Slap it on the table. Like, that's great. You went through that. You went through that. Dr- is drinking whiskey really helping or is drinking whiskey making you blow up at your wife at home hmm. or your kids? I'm not saying you have to stop, but p- quit perpetuating that culture. Get it in check, guys. Fine. Not you. You're sober now. Yell but, at me. So I'm, I'm trying to get this out of my system, this fired upness out of my system before I go so that I can keep, stay cool, calm, right. and collected. However, if I do stay cool, calm, and collected and kind of tiptoe, it goes in one ear and out the other. 
if I match the energy, y'all back down and go, oh God, I'm going to listen to mom. Mother of Marines over here. Mama bear. I think we've made that reference before. Yeah. It's, it's somewhere like I have to figure out that right balance before I go on this. And this is my, you know, this is our podcast. This is our listeners. They expect me to be feisty. They expect this. They expect these like light hooks from them, but I'm going on someone else's. And so I have to be aware that people who are coming here and you guys kind of expect this and you come in and you listen to it, knowing that I might piss you off, knowing that I might trigger you, knowing that I'm going to call you on your shit, doing that on someone else's podcast. What do I do? Right. Do I just, and I've talked to the other host and he's like, you just go for it. Just do it. This is going to be awesome. My, my listeners need to hear it, that this is the shit that people need to hear that no one's willing to say. But because no one's willing to say it, I'm also making myself a target. And I'm well aware of that, that I'm going to, in some manner, be the target of people's rage. What the fuck does she know? She can't call us out on this shit. She just doesn't understand. Motherfucker, I do understand. I live this shit. Not just with Jim, not just with my best friends, not with everybody. It's like I've seen the inner workings of this. This is not just a gym problem. Yes, it's not everybody in the military, but a lot of you guys. Suck. No. Okay, I'm sorry. Wrong word. (laughs) (laughs) Don't suck. We're struggling to separate find the right path right and i know that like there's this love of the culture in the military and there's this brotherhood and the sisterhood that is developed and a lot of it does stem around drinking and partying and having these wild laugh at the chaos laugh through the disasters mentality create chaos yeah however you can and i get that i get that fun side of that's how you deal with it that's how you cope with it is you make it a joke and act like you're in control when you're not and maybe the dudes on the podcast that are perpetuating this culture maybe they are in control maybe they're not blowing it up at home maybe they're not dealing with suicidal ideation but those of you that are the ones that we're really actually worried about and that you're claiming to try to help you really think perpetuating drinking whiskey and guns is what's helping them i'm i'm all for the second amendment i love shooting firearms i me too but when you're drunk in a bad place and then you think that you're some Rambo dude who has complete control over themselves, you all go for guns because you think, I know how to handle this shit and you fucking don't. When you're in that mental spot and you're in a crisis mode, you don't. Why are you yelling at me? I'm just fired up. I'm just getting it out of my system on my audience. Well, don't do it. Don't, 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 wait till this weekend. You know, and we've, we've dealt with it with you. Oh God. And do you know what it's like? You know how I got yelled at? I got yelled at because one of your brothers had to disarm you because you couldn't handle whiskey and firearms in the same house. Lots of whiskey. You couldn't do it. It nearly cost you, cost you your life. It nearly cost me my life. Yeah. Throw it out there. I, I mean, we can talk about that another, t- another time. But let's, there was a night that was... I've made some really bad choices. Yeah. There was a really, really bad choices. Really bad night. Really bad night. And it sucks. I still live with it. Do you know what it has, do you know what it feels like to have to disarm your husband with a, while he has a gun to his head? While he's drunk as shit? Do you know what that's like? No, you fucking don't. I don't. My husband, he left me a long time ago. <laughs> 
So you you take your worst barracks fight, add firearms to it. And that's what our wi- your wives and your spouses are dealing with. Stop that shit. Quit perpetuating the culture. Quit pretending it's not there. Quit rehashing the same old fucking war stories over and over and over again. And let's start changing. Let's start actually like bringing awareness to what is actually going on. It's a mental state. And you like, I think we've beat the horse, but you have to be willing to get that help. It's not just willing to get the help. People have to be willing to talk about it. Yeah. You have to get slapped upside your fucking face to get that help sometimes. And sometimes it takes being loaded into a police car. Shh. It's okay. That was, and we will tell that story. It's a little another Easter egg. We've got all sorts of stories we've dropped here and there that we need to elaborate further on. Yeah. That's the shit that because this hero complex that society has put on our veterans and our frontline people, that's the shit that's going on behind closed doors that they keep all secret and they deal with on their own. I'm not saying you're not the only ones that deal with that shit, but because society has built you onto this pedestal of being these people to look up to and heroes, you won't own that shit. You don't own it because it lets down the way that society perceives you. Yeah. It's like shattering that glass ceiling and going, yeah, I'm a, like, <laughs> I caught myself. I didn't say mother effers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is good shit. Everybody needs to just tune into that podcast because I'm pretty sure it's going to be awesome. It'll be really fun. And I'm glad that I've had the opportunity to talk to the host like multiple times and kind of get comfortable and tell him like, this is who I am and this is my message. And if you don't like it and if your audience isn't going to be able to handle it, then frig off. Then I don't want to trigger them. Now, if you think this is exactly what your audience needs to hear, I'm your girl. I can handle it. I can take the heat. I've stood face to face with this. I can stand the internet trolls that are going to come at me because they're pissed off that I exposed them for what they are. (coughs) Now, it's what you are. It's how you're behaving. It's not who you are. And that's a huge difference. You have to own the light in which you stand, even if it's a fucking shitty one. That's good. And if you can't see that you're part of the problem and that by being inauthentic and pretending to be this hero, that you're not never be part of the solution. You'll never, you're never, you're never going to reach the people you're trying to reach because they're the ones that need to hear that they're not the only ones losing their shit at home, that they're not the only ones punching holes in walls and throwing chairs and breaking shit and putting guns to their heads when they're drunk. If you're not willing to say that shit, you're never going to reach them. Because they'll, they'll still be like, well, no one else is going through what I'm going through. Or it's still, you're still just telling them you should be ashamed. You're still ashamed. Oh my God. You're still ashamed of what you're doing. And so you're just pretending you're not doing it. Why you got to call me out? Not you. I mean, yeah, you, but like, not you. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You were talking about other people. I mean, we just lost one of our good friends because of this shit. Oh my God. I don't want to talk about it. So it's not just Jim. Who do you think the 22 a day are? They're not the ones that are like getting their shit together and holding down their jobs. They're the ones that are losing their shit, drinking heavily. Losing everything because of said 
drinking yep. and losing your shit. Realizing that they don't want to be doing what they're doing, but they don't know how to change and no one's talking about it. No one's giving them the pathway out or even showing them that they can. Did you say pathway? Pathway? No, I said pathway. I don't know. We'll listen back and I just like to. I just like to lighten it up, you know? <laughs> I know. And I told, I started it. I did my disclaimer. It's going to be feisty, so shut it off if you can't handle it. But if you can't handle it, you ain't no alpha male. <laughs> just kidding. I lost so, that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're still here, so kind of you can handle it. But you are the pathway out. You are proof. Like, honestly... <laughs> if you can come out of where you were, anybody can. If I can get through to you and bring you out of this darkness, so, there's anybody can come out of it. So you just need to go to millions of houses around the world and punch them right in the face, literally? And that's how I'm doing this with this podcast. I know. This is like a podcast punch in the face, but I'm talking like a literal punch in the face. No, no, because then they yell at me. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I stand toe to toe with it. But then after they leave, I cry <laughs> and I have to deal with that. For the record, she can throw a punch. I think we've already we have said about that, that too. Thing, but you know what? It's all good. So, and that's when I threw that punch at Jim, he was heavily drunk in complete psych- psychosis and had a gun to his head screaming at me, open your fucking eyes. I want to see, I want you to watch. I want you to watch me blow my fucking head off. Yeah. And so I had my, you were I was in trying my face. To, I, I was making it your fault. Yeah. It's your fucking fault. This is your fault. Just screaming at me covered in sweat. Open your fucking eyes. I want you to see me do this. So I opened my eyes and I took a swing and you went down, you dropped the gun. I kicked the gun. You got back up and I was like, fuck, it's over. <laughs> oh, I know. That's oh. And I, do you really, do you have very many memories of that day? Um, do you remember that? Well, yeah, I can I can remember a lot of it. I I remember thinking like, holy shit, she just knocked me to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but I I I do, and it it was it was one of those times where it was that slap to the face, and yeah, we're talking in a literal sense, but it did have that deep meaning. Like, it was a slap to the fucking face. You're being a dumbass, dumbass. I had no I'm choice. I'm going to punch you in the face right now. It was you were going to pull the trigger on yourself or I had to fight you off. out. Of, I had to fight you out of you. Oh, that, that was a bad night. That was that a really was a bad, bad night. One. And I will forever be indebted and grateful to your bro- your boys that showed up that night and the next morning. Oh, you're not talking about the rookie cops? That- the rookie cops. I went out. <laughs> <laughs> they came, and I, I had no idea that I had... I, I looked like I had been to war. Um, you look like you looked fucking worked in a meat pack. And these two yeah. little greenie cops come, because I had called 911, and you'd ripped the phone out of my hand. And spiked and, it. And spiked it. So they show up, and I, had, I met them outside and said, you cannot go in there with like puffing your chest because one he's in a mental state where he thinks he outranks you he's been trained more than you he thinks he outranks you and he's gonna take one look at your dweeb asses and go I'm gonna roll you motherfuckers and it's gonna be suicide by cop and somebody's gonna get hurt so calm down this is a mental health situation you need to go in there with a completely different attitude and those cops stood there and go they went we're gonna we call, got, our, we sh- gotta we're, call our boss we're gonna call our sergeant and your sergeant came 
and he had not, been deployed. Not their sergeant. Their sergeant came, and he had been deployed multiple times. And they, he was like, "Okay, I don't. How do we address this and keep everybody safe?" And, and that's then, when I said, "There's a buddy that he served with in the neighboring precinct. If we can get someone that he trusts, it'll dis- it'll like defuse him." And it did. And it did. Completely. As soon so, as I saw him, I just turned into an emotional ball of wreck. And they still took you. You know, you still had to fight. You still got racked up your charges that night. We still had to go through the whole process, but it diffused the situation. There was someone there that understood what you were actually, what you were dealing with and what was going on with you emotionally. And there was a level of trust established. And I, I am forever indebted to those cops for listening to me to listening that I knew do that not, they needed to handle the situation do not differently. Go inside right now. It was like a month after that, that the entire precinct did mental health training for all of their, it, it changed the way that precinct handles those situations. issues. It's not necessarily I'm something not to be it was proud me. of. Mm, I know it was because I sat and talked to them all. <laughs> like I'm the one who went back to the- You're welcome then. So it's not something to be proud of, but it did your- losing your shit and me standing there going let's handle this together let's make sure no one gets hurt let's defuse this situation de-escalate it yes you need to take him yes he does he needs to have this happen but there's a right and a wrong way to do this and if you go in there with this hot head honcho i'm the authority figure here that's in in the psychosis you were in you would have oh, seen their oh rank God. and been like you don't know jack shit i could take both of you come at me fool <laughs> i honestly my my concern at that point was also the the officers you know i didn't want them i didn't want to cause them to get hurt i didn't want to have you get shot it was the most stressful situation i think i've ever been in in my life but it was it a wake-up call and the next day a few of your guys came and they cleaned up the mess that you had made oh. they they sent me out of the house said you need to just go get away. out of here this is a blood because i mean it was it was i i mean i'm not gonna lie you punched me and i was bleeding profusely from my lip and then spitting so then when i'm screaming it's just spraying blood everywhere yeah it was a it was a nasty night it stressed your guys out and that's when i got yelled at the next day because i asked your brother in arms to take everything take every firearm every weapon out of the home that you could not have them and I didn't want to be the person in charge of, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be, the, I wanted them, I wanted somebody who was going to sit and interrogate you and make sure that they knew what they were doing if you ever received those firearms back. It took so long. It did. Because I love him. And he. And he loves me. Didn't feel great about giving them back to you even. I mean, it was still one of those. Are you sure you're okay? If or- you fucking kill your wife, that comes on me. And he would have to live with that. Come on, kill your I, wife. Come on. I know it would be killing yourself, but that not everybody. I know. A lot of people do turn their guns on their spouse and then kill themselves. And so, yes, would you have done that? Probably not. You would have put, put the gun on yourself. But there are a lot of people out there that do turn their guns on the other person. Sadly. That was a huge weight for me to put on him. An enormous weight for me to put on him. Yeah. And... He was mad at me for it for a really long time. But I would do the same thing for him. Yeah. And I I don't think he was necessarily mad at me. He was just mad that he had to be put in that situation, period. Right. 
which yeah i mean who who wants to be in that position but when you have ptsd you lash out at the person that put you in the position rather than just being like i mean he did it he wasn't like you know he wouldn't have done oh yeah i mean and it was all your fault at the time it was all your fault (laughs) you made me do this you're the one who drives me you're the one who does this to me you don't understand me you don't hear what i'm going through all you want to do is fix me and i'm not fixable and yeah i mean it gets bad fucking cause anyway so that's a sorry that was a that was like a like a we were just going to talk about how excited we were you go on this podcast but But these are the this is the shit that we're going to talk talk about about. (laughs) here i'm talking to you the person on the other end and so if you can handle it and you can hear hear this i'm hoping that the other people go look if he can handle it and he can own up to it i can own up to it too and just listen, guys. It's gonna. It'll be able to bridge not only the gap between each other, but the gap in society in general, right? There's so many people that are held in a low regard for doing the exact same shit you guys are doing. The exact same shit. You just do it behind closed doors and you're quiet about it. And you're really good at pretending and putting on a facade when you go out in public. Yeah, dude. I love my American flag silkies. <laughs> I really don't own those. I was just joking. You do own silkies, though. I love my silkies. However, on one hand, you have these dudes pointing fingers at the guys that are doing it out in the open, the criminals, the gangbangers, the lowlifes. And it's like, you motherfuckers are doing the same thing. You just use the excuse that you were trained to do it and it's because the government gave you trauma that you you justify it. Well, yeah, okay. I'm not saying it is different. I'm well aware that it is different and that you didn't ask for your trauma and that you were ordered to do what you had to do. And right, you are you were literally government property, but the government's not going to fix you. Oh, God, no. They don't give a shit. I mean, yes, you have to work hard. Like we talked about that in the last episode. But yep, you can fight your way through and you can get help with the VA, but it takes years. If you need help now, you got to face this shit. You got to own it. And it's embarrassing and it's humiliating, but you, step out of the shame and realize that you're not alone. And you know what? Like part of it was in the beginning, I didn't want help. I did it for you and the kids. Yeah. And that was the wrong mentality in the beginning, but at least it got the ball rolling. Yeah. If you can't do it for yourself, do it to stop putting your spouse and your children through it. Your family, your anyone. If you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for the people around you. And then eventually, maybe you'll start doing it for yourself and you'll wake up and go, I don't want to keep doing this. It doesn't. The problem is, is once you get, you have these emotions build up, right? And when you blow up like that, you feel better. Yeah. You feel better. It's the discharge of that emotional buildup and that trauma. You explode and you relieve the pressure. And so there is a little part. I remember the one fight with you where I was like, you like doing this. It's easier for you to blow the fuck up every few weeks than it, it is, is to, to put to the work in. It. Yep. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, that's that's. I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I think there's. It is easier. It is much easier to blow up and then be like, "I'm sorry. It's not, I'll be better. I'll, be, I'll do. I won't do it." But again. then that's just continuing the fucking cycle. You get the whiskey in you. You start internalizing your emotions you feel you have a one bad day and then it turns into the next bad day and it's do you stew and stew and stew and stew and then you explode and then you're like well, okay i feel better now I feel better. and then you start the cycle I'm sorry, all I'm over sorry again that i completely have emotionally just fucked you up 
but I feel better. Look at me. I feel better. I got it out of my system. I got to blow up, and so I feel so much better. And that's really, I mean, we're talking kind of like demeaning in it, but like, hey, guys, we don't mean it that way. We're just. <laughs> we can talk about my shit. Up. If you're going to break the cycle, you have to break the cycle. To break the glass. And you have to own your shit. Realize that you're not alone. I would venture to say that most of the guys going out there pretending to have this hero complex are doing this shit behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. Most of them are probably doing it. And they probably all know that each other are doing it, but they protect each other. It's that circle of trust, that tree of trust, right? So here I am breaking that trust. And I know that a lot of our guys in ours, we've talked about it, you and I, that me starting this podcast and actually starting to talk about this shit is going to make them feel betrayed. We have talked to them. They're on board with it. They understand the need to talk about it, but they're still going to feel that betrayal. They're still going to feel exposed. They're still going to feel vulnerable. They are still going to feel like I'm calling them out on their bullshit, which I am. I, feel? I know. <laughs> I, I, pre I appreciate your willingness. <laughs> no, it's all good. Like if I can, you want to help. If we your can brothers. help people out there. Like it, it, if if I can do it, by God, anyone really can. Right. It's your boys. It's the people that you love that are doing this and when we get together and we have our little sanity circles and we talk about it it makes them feel so understood and not alone the problem is is outside of that tree of trust no one wants to talk about it unless you have your little group of people and they're all no one's breaking the cycle ever all you're doing is just understanding one another's cycles it takes somebody to break out of it and then forge that pathway out and other people will follow. And so it's me, <laughs> it's me. I'm the one breaking out of the circle going, guys, let's get out of, let's get off the fucking merry-go-round. Merry yeah, and we're just like, I'm, I'm friends with the monster that's under my bed. I get along with the voices inside of my head. Just saying, there's a lot of meaning to it. There really is. And it's terrifying. Like I'm physically going through a little bit of anxiety. There's no one here. I don't have to put this podcast out. This is just me talking to you. I know I'm putting it out. So there is anxiety that I feel because I know how many you of our dudes. some people off uh, no. like always. Am no, I going to no. piss them off or am I going to make them feel exposed? And that's what, and they're going to the put difference? them in a vulnerable state. And you guys don't like to be vulnerable. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. So yes, I see you. I understand what's going on. And I'm calling it like I see it. We're not going to tiptoe around it this episode. We're not going to pretend. We're not going to be delicate right now because you guys are here on my podcast, on my platform. You guys get me. You're, you keep coming back because you know what I have to say is truth. And it's and you know it's what you need to hear. Or, it's no You don't want to hear it and you don't want other people to hear it. you just love getting pissed off. <laughs> just like, oh, fired up. Go listen to it in the gym. Go on a run. Don't take this out on your wife, but face your shit. Let's together as a, as a community, and I'm not talking just the military community. I'm talking anybody who has addiction, PTSD issues. You're all on the same carousel and we need to bridge that gap. And part of bridging the gap is owning up to it, saying it's not just a problem plaguing the military, but it is plaguing the military and veterans. And if we don't start owning it out loud, we'll be loud like Gino nothing's going to change. We can spin it, spin it and spin it and spin it, but until somebody starts breaking out, that's all, it's all just going to keep repeating because you justify it for each other and you, 
have oh, understanding and right. empathy, but no one's holding anybody accountable to change. He's going through this, so we can't get mad at him for that. No, fuck that, man. Like, I wish there's like I wish there were I would have got smacked upside my head a few times before yeah. I was like finally actually smacked upside before my head. it had to go as far as it had to go. Like if one of if any one of your guys would have called you out, I don't think it oh. ever would have gotten to the point it got to. Oh, it would have sent me into a rage, but it would have been how do you say <laughs> a healthier rage? You would have been pissed at them because because you know that that's the truth. You feel misunderstood. Just like when, I, you feel misunderstood. You feel like, and it's not even you, you're understood perfectly fine. It's you don't fuck know you. me. Fuck you. Why can't you just empathize with me and and make me feel better and make me feel like this is normal and that this is okay and poor me, poor my trauma, poor I got blown up and and I had to get medevaced out or you know I I got I went through this okay. and I went through that. Now I know. I know. I know. I'm being a bitch right now. I'm, I'm being a bitch. Uh, well, and there's a whole different, you know, being medevaced out for a concussion versus both your legs blown off are miles and miles and miles different. Right. But the psychological effect of what goes on afterward is the same. Varying degrees of trauma. It's that whose dick is bigger with the trauma game. Let's stop playing that and go, okay. You're going through shit. I'm going through shit. What are we going to do about it? Let's let's work on this together. Rather than continuing to understand, which you can you can understand, let's start holding each other accountable to actually change. And the first step of accountability is admitting that it's a problem. And as a side note, I love that you're knife handing right now. It's so awesome, dude. If I were to get in front of the commandant of the Marine Corps, I would probably knife hand him. <laughs> like, be like, who the fuck is this bitch? Like, oh, I'll tell you, you'll know who the fuck I am by the time we're done with this. She's an honorary Marine, whatever that means. Whatever that means. I had a dream that I was, <laughs> I was at MCRD San Diego with Gary Sinise <laughs> tapping maple trees. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and so that's why I, we it got into a conversation of us. Oh, we, everybody thinks Gary Sinise was a Marine, but he's actually just an honorary Marine, whatever that means. Yeah, that's Google. Thanks, Google. Speaking of weird dreams, we'll switch gears. I had a dream about my dad last night, and we were at Lowe's, and all of a sudden we like saw coconuts, <laughs> and my dad was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a coconut. This is a great coconut." And the only other time that I've ever had produce really stick out in a dream was that series of dreams that I had where I had an ear of corn in my hand through like different. My dreams changed, but I always had that ear of corn in my hand. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. And that's, that was stood out greatly to me. I was like at a party, but I was just holding this ear of corn and then it would switch to something else and I still had the ear of corn in my hand. So then this morning I decided to look up what the symbolism of a coconut is in a dream. So I look it up and it basically means like be more flex. It's a message that you need to be more flexible and not be as stubborn and be more open to different ways of doing things. And as I'm reading it, I'm going, that's not what this actually meant. I'm going to yeah. find a different. They, meaning. they don't know shit. I'm going to find a different article. <laughs> it means something and different. In my head, I see my dad as I'm looking at it going, yeah, no, that's not what it is. I'm not too stubborn. I can see my dad and his eyebrow, his one eyebrow raising being like case in point girl. Like if anybody was going to come to me through dream symbolism and tell me be more flexible here's this it would be my dad and so i had to sit back and go oh, hey don't forget don't forget that it was a dollar 25 cents specifically a dollar 25 for that coconut that's yeah i don't know 
Anyway, so listen to the podcast. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm going to... Or watch it. I guess it's going to be a... I'm a little bit nervous because the their, my, their main listener base is first responders and military and people who have gone through this trauma and are kind of in that same cycle of just rehashing their stories over and over and wanting their story to be heard. And, and I get it. I really do. I greatly empathize and I understand wanting people to understand what's going, what you went through. But I don't think you really want to keep rehashing what you went through. I think what a lot of people are looking for is I went through this. What do I do with it? How do I not let this control me? How do I break free of the trauma? It's going to take having these hard conversations and having these punches to the these smacks to the face, especially when we're talking to a bunch of people who are drunk all the time. You know how hard it is to get through to a drunk brain? It's hard to get through to a fucking sober traumatized brain try getting through to a drunk traumatized brain let me let me help you help yourself if you want to help yourself one start with sobering up start with sobering up you don't need to have two and three cocktails a night stop perpetuating the drinking culture within the military it is doing nothing but making the real problems worse that's hard to hear a lot of people don't want to hear it because it is a part of your, it becomes a part of the identity almost. Yeah. That's what you would always tell me is like, you're not really drinking for the drink. You're drinking because. It's what you guys are used to. Drank. That's just what you did at night. And yeah, you don't have to have that no more. No. And I'm not saying you have to go fully sober. Like that's a, that's an individual person's choice. Can, some people can handle cutting back and having drinks every once in a while. Others can't. The ones that are the 22 a day, the ones that are pulling the triggers, they're the ones that can't handle it. So do you really want to help these guys or do you just want to like fuck bitches bitches with no rubbers and shit and drink whiskey? Like, what do you want to do? What is your purpose? What's your intent? Do you want to help people or do you just want to be heard? You know, I want to actually help people. And sometimes I have to stand up and go toe-to-toe and fight the way that you guys fight, which is being fucking dickholes. I have to match that energy with intent when I'm intentionally trying to get through. When you guys have these steel barriers and cinder black walls built around yourselves that you don't, and the, what's really going on and the identity and the, the shame you feel for what you're dealing with behind closed doors, I'm going to take a fucking sledgehammer to it. Sludge. Sludge hammer. <laughs> or sludge. So yeah, it's hard. And you can be pissed off at me all you want, guys. You cannot listen. You can shut down whatever you want to do. But if you're listening to this message, chances are you know it's right. It's not what you want to hear. But if you're listening. Because it puts you in a vulnerable state. You're like, fuck, she's actually talking about the real shit now. I'm just glad everybody else gets a piece of it. Not just me. You've been in good conditioning. God, I love you though. I love you. Listen it's to gonna the take hard. It's it's gonna be hard. I'm excited. I won't be this fired up in other people. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I will. I don't care. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I kinda can't not. It's because I'm passionate about it. I see Just, what's really going on and I see the way out. Well, I'm gonna buy you a shirt with a coconut on it. it reminds so me to just be flexible. Just, just be flexible. Find your chi. Stay cool, honey bunny. Be cool, honey bunny. Tell that bitch be I'm super stoked. It's going to be high energy. I hope it makes the waves I want it to make. And then this message 
sinks in with you guys, with the other listeners of the other podcast. Butterfly effect. I, I do. I, I don't see another way. There's so many society, the VA veterans support groups have tried so hard to bust these, break through these walls and it's going to take an insider busting out of it. No one's going to be able to bust in. I'm, I'm an, I'm that insider going fine. I'll break the, I'll break the way out. You can follow me or you cannot. That's up to you. All I can think of is like a prison. Somebody like busting the wall out from the inside so everybody else can leave. I mean, that's that's a horrible. I mean, no, it's a really great analogy. You are living in your own prison because you're not being authentically who you are. When you go out in public and you talk to each other and you guys get your hero complexes on and you get your, you know, yeah, I served my country, which you did. I'm not downplaying that. I have so much appreciation and so much love, but that's not what we're dealing with right now, guys. Right. We're in prison. You're the, in your the own The wall pr- gets busted open. It's, it's up to you now to go out of that wall. All you have to do is listen and act. I'm not asking you to go out and like tell everybody that this is what's going on. I'm asking you to come here and follow my lead. Even with your guys, with your inner circles, start breaking out of it. You got this. We've got this. We well, can do this. I was, ta- I was talking to the Individuals. other prisoners. Right, I get it. But I'm saying you're not alone. I'm letting them know you're not alone. This is scary. This is vulnerable for me. It's vulnerable for you guys. It's uncomfortable. It's shattering that glass ceiling and shattering the illusion and bringing you back down to the human experience that you're having, not back down, but bringing you out into the light. And it's how you break free. Otherwise, you're just going to keep spinning in the same cycle and nothing's going to change. Do we want to get people better? Do we want to save our save our boys or do boys and girls boys and women or do we not do we just so now it's just boys and women it's not men and women i get it because we're just boys yeah you're lost boys (laughs) (laughs) just kidding let's have you step into an alpha position that you claim to be and alphas will put themselves in a vulnerable spot to protect the rest step out be vulnerable it's gonna be okay it's gonna be uncomfortable but it's all good. But we got to own it. We have to own it to start fixing it. If you keep denying that the problem's there, it's never going to... Yeah, I'm being redundant, quit, but you quit, know. No, I'm just saying quit hiding between your... Between. <laughs> God. Quit hiding. Behind your shame? Behind your embarrassment. Yeah. Quit hiding. There's tons of us. There's tons of us. And let's work on simmering down the whiskey talk. Let's, you can still do your shit. But realize that those who are struggling need to know they need to put the bottle down. Oh, I've seen the bottom side of too many bottles. They got to put it down at least for a bit and get their minds under control. You're never going to get a handle on your mind and your emotions if you can't stop drowning it. You have to feel it. You have to see the infection in order to cure the infection. If you're going to keep masking it and keep drowning it at the bottom of whiskey, then it's, it's just going to get worse. And it's going to take over and it's going to consume. So you don't want that. Your family doesn't want that. Even though you hide, don't hide. We're at a desperate point. We really are. We're at a desperate turning point. And that's why we're just doing this. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing is I, I freaking, I wonder if the military. It's okay. Don't worry about it. (laughs) But yeah, guys. So I'm here. We're here. There's nothing but love. I see you. I see the real 
person that's struggling beneath all of this bullshit. And I'm trying desperately to break you out of it. Skin that you're wearing. You have to admit that you're in it. Your internal land navigation skill is off. And I'm standing above going, you're lost. But you're going, I know where I'm at. I know where I'm at. I'm not fucking lost. Yeah, you got, yeah, you goddamn are. It's like the cliche thing, right? I'm not going to ask for directions. It really is. Like, dude, guys, you're lost. <laughs> oh my lost. God, I've never thought of it that way. You went, you veered off the track. I know exactly where we are. I'm not going to stop and ask for directions. I'm talking shit, but I'm not talking shit. I am, kind of, because I can, because I am that shit. That's why you're here. That's, I mean, that's not why you're here, but that's why having you a part Ouch. of the, No, that's why, <laughs> that's why having your voice here has been so important to me is because you've gone through this. You are the advocate for the people who are there going, yes, this is the way out. It's shit. It sucks. It's hard work. Oh it's my painful God, there's some other douchebag out there that's like me. <laughs> not a douchebag. You got, you were just a lost boy. From Neverland. I'm excited. I'm super stoked about this podcast. I'm super nervous. I hope I have your guys' support in being my little feisty, bitchy self trying to... I mean, I, I'm a fighter and I'm fighting for you guys as yeah, hard no as I can. As fi- like, there's fight or flight. There's no such thing as flight with you. Like, Except for when Pink kicked me while I was down. That scared the shit out of me. Anyway. Side note. Okay, guys. I might get one up next week. We'll see. I'm going to try. I'm or if look- nothing else, you can post the one you're on, right? Yeah, maybe. Oh, I don't know. That's theirs. That they'll own it, so well, I can link you send it. A link or I can link shit? it and, and share it with everybody. Let's do this. Let's do this, guys. Let's work together. Let's step out. Let's put ourselves in that vulnerable position and let's knock. Let's solve some problems. Let's start saving the ones that we're trying to save. You got this. And getting them help, and being that support system and showing them the way out by leading the way out of it. It's not somebody coming in trying to pull you out. It's somebody walking out of the ship and showing you that it's possible. We've got this. We love you. Thanks for being here. And on that note, we'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to today's Garage Therapy Podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtags Garage Therapy or GTP. Want more Garage Therapy? Stay connected with us directly through garagetherapypodcast.com You can also join the discussion on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash garage therapy podcast. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through info at garagetherapypodcast.com And as always, thank you for pushing your mindsets towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Please like and subscribe to stay fully up to date. Until next time, stay inquisitive.